you love, you learn. Is that the song where she's in the back seat? She's like all four seats in the car. No, that's ironic. Was it's it ironic? Yeah, it's ironic. Don't you think? She plays four different was. parts in the car in a wedding day, and the car crashes in there in the car. The okay, yeah, it yeah. is there. Yeah, it is, is that song? I know when I've landed. <laughs> I just remember that the music video. I don't, God damn, it could yeah, be anything. Yeah. And what does that have to do with iron, irony? What does the lyrics have to do with irony? The song does have anything to do with irony, exactly. The you old, stupid Canadian bitch. I did my I did an, a, an episode in a chapter of uh, Things That Burn in Hell about it. And yes. uh, that song. And the only ironic thing I found in the song was the, the no smoking sign in your cigarette break. Okay. Twas it. Because yeah. having 10,000 spoons when all you need is a knife is not ironic. No, that's just a problem. It's just you being a fucking idiot ordering 10,000 spoons. When all you need is a knife. Yeah. What about meeting the man in your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife? That's just that life. Ironic? That's not no, ironic? that's not even irony. No, okay. He waited... He waited his whole life it's to take just, that flight. I know what you're saying. When the plane crashed down, he thought, is well, this, this is nice. nice. Is that ironic? No, that's just unfortunate. Mm. It's not irony. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. I see. I see your game. Yeah. It's it's a song. F- okay. Oh. Um. Wedding day raining on your wedding day. That's not irony. That's just unfortunate. So, it's a, it's like there should be called unfortunate. Isn't it unfortunate? So you you're think? saying women shouldn't write music. I'm saying Meredith Brooks is bitch song was the pinnacle of women singing. I'm a bitch. And fuck Taylor Swift. It's, it's kind I'm of, a woman, I'm a tease, I'm a mother, I'm a sinner, I'm Taylor Swift. Have you noticed that Taylor Swift legit has a goddamn army and fuck all of them? Oh yeah, they're the worst. They come after you if you go after Taysway. Fuck, fuck her. Why, why her? Why? I have no problem with her. Oh. I have a problem with the fans. Let's get some fucking, uh, get some press and go after Taysway and get the fans to watch our show and hate us for it. I could name... 55 singers right now that they never heard of that are way better and it won't matter yeah, yeah it will it not matter. matter she's the guy that's what you talking about takes away hey twisties with twisties when you attach yourself to a musical artist you kind of fall victim to what michael jackson had where people are uh, denying the fact that he's a pedophile <laughs> and it's like no the man definitely was no the problem with michael jackson was like paul mooney said he was just a freak. He was X Files. <laughs> no, I, I I'm going off the. X-Files. I choose to follow the path of, or the the advice of the. Have you seen the the Shannon Sharp interview with Cat Williams? Have you seen that stuff lately? Oh no, not for a while. But goddamn, it's funny. About. He goes. Yeah. People been talking about people been talking about Michael Jackson being a pedophile for 25 years when he's alive. He's like, let's say this is a stand-up one he did, and he goes. Mm. You know, nobody says that about you for that long. Like, people told Whitney Whitney Houston, you're a crackhead. Because you're on crack, Whitney. She smoked her knees off. <laughs> it's good. It's fucking funny, but it's true. Uh, so you're Jackson. saying music fans mirror the musician, like, in a way where it's unsavory and, and, and kind of sad, and it ties into this movie. When people, like, get Waters, music... When bands tattooed on themselves, it's fucking gross. And wear their <laughs> merchandise. Yeah, it's very good. And put stuff up you, on their walls. That, isn't it ironic yeah. that you're, you're saying these things? Isn't it? Oh, my camera shut off. Your camera shut off because it didn't want to look at Pink Floyd. Irony overdosed. Is oh. anybody in there? Isn't it ironic? It's not if you can hear me. Is there anyone at home? What did you notice that Val Kilmer's wife was in this movie? Well... Joanna Whaley. No. Welcome to Hollywood is Dead, episode 152. Pink Floyd, The Wall from 82. It's my choice. I'm Phoenix West. It's time to start the show. Um, they sent well, us along just... as a surrogate podcast host um, to find out where you fans really stand. Yes, which is more lyrics of that 
in the flesh oh, opening. Very good. Yes, um, Dick, I forced you to watch Pink Floyd The Wall. Yes. Knowing it's one of my favorite movies because of how goddamn depressing it is and how it's interesting. It's like the best music video of all time. Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give you that much. Yeah. I I am very, very curious and I'm kind of, I don't know if I want to get right into it. I can't, we can't play any clips. If we do, it's going to be audio free. Yeah. Well, well. Might be better if we did that because the imagery is worth looking at. The imagery is the is the best part. Yeah, Alan Parker made what he said was the uh, most expensive student film of all time, and he's I, right. But also the the uh, uh, music, or sorry, the designer said, "I don't know why anyone would watch this. I don't know why anyone. I don't know why anyone <laughs> likes it." He's right. I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's. <clears throat> It's a movie, and this is just my preface, and then I'll get into what you thought about it. It's a movie where, and I can only think of two movies where I'll give this compliment to, and it is a compliment. My favorite parts of the movie are completely silent. Hmm. When it when a song ends, and he has those long tracking shots. Yeah. Going through a set, and it's just like, it's building tension, and... The emotions building and goddamn, he did such a good job with those those silent scenes. And there's there's a bunch in the beginning and then a bunch in the end because it's kind of a uh, right. Well, the end is just the the, the whole the whole uh, trial. Yeah, before the, trial right before the trial starts because yeah, there's a right. long tracking shot and it goes in. And you see the yeah. the guy washing his hands and he does a psychopath thing where he goes yeah. puts the soap on and gets his hands wet and he goes and scoops up what's in the sink. Yeah. And I went, oh, it's my first time seeing that, seeing that specific. And I was like, oh, gross. Who does that in a public bathroom? Ew. Yeah. Don't touch the water after it touched the sink. I won't touch the water in the sink. And then the camera goes overhead of the toilet stalls and you see Pinky's in there and he's Bob Geldof's writing in his little book and he's singing yeah. up and he's reciting a little dialogue. But then it. And, uh, I can't remember how far it is after that, but it's to get that music's building and building, and then you hear him go, Stop! And yeah. then it goes silent. It's right yeah. before that. Right. And it's so effective, the silent scenes in this. And the only, only other movie I would say the silent scenes are the best is Gravity. Mm, okay. Where it's completely silent, and you're just watching what's happening. Right. It doesn't happen much because Clooney doesn't shut the fuck up. And then Sandra Bullock is talking to herself the whole goddamn time. But anytime it's silent, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, just breathing in, because that's that's the reality of being out there in space alone. And um I'm curious what you think about this movie, what you thought. You mentioned Vietnam when you told me about it. <laughs> what did you think? Just just tell me in your honest opinion. I don't care either way. No, I'm glad I watched it. Because I always wanted to, and I was like, I don't like. I was never like. I mean, I, I like Pink Floyd, but I'm not like a diehard or anything. But yeah. I haven't, I haven't listened to much of their stuff. Like I've heard, you know, uh, uh, Dark Side of the Moon and The Wall. I, I heard their other stuff, but I know Roger Waters is such a hated figure. Everybody hates Roger Waters. I don't. But um, he's a hero of not, mine. I would say that. Right, right. But everybody else who knows him hates him. So it's like everybody, like they probably come to you and be like. Listen, Phoenix, um, he's an asshole, and uh, don't let him break your heart, because he will. He breaks his own children's hearts. He's they didn't want to tour, tour of them. He's one of those guys where I would, I always say I, the only celebrity I would ever, that I'm obsessed with and would love to meet was Bill Murray. Right. Beyond that, and Mike, I'm sorry, uh, Mike Nelson Mike from NSC3K. Because yeah, be they would be super fucking nice and cool. Yeah. I never want to meet Roger Waters. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I mean, I saw him live once doing the wall, right. and well. and it was incredible. And I'm like, oh man, should I try to go and try to do? Because I'm used to the stadium, I know how to get back there. No, I'm going home. Right. I don't want to meet Roger Waters because I think I would just be pissed off. Get him the fuck out of here! And honestly, what would it? What would, it's one of those guys where what do you what do you say to him that he hasn't heard a thousand times? Right. So fuck it. You try to you you want to be the guy that says something like you want to bring up that really weird obscure thing, and I probably would because I love his solo albums. Amused to death is an incredible incredible album, 
And my favorite Pink Floyd album is the final cut, the one after this. They actually use some of the final mm-hmm. cut songs in this. Uh, what, right. Do you remember the beginning? Uh, like one of the first songs you hear is when the tigers broke free. Right. During the war sequences. That's from the final yeah. cut. They put it okay. in there later, but it was recorded during that session. But I would probably be that guy, and you'd be like, great. <sighs> what a so, fucking bummer. Remi- that reminds me of a story somebody told me years ago where he, he went and saw uh, the um, Mr. Show live. Yeah. This is back in like the odds, like 2000. <clears throat> 2000, 2001, 2002. Oh, God, I'm and curious because both of those guys are assholes in real life. <laughs> well, it's what happened. I guess this, this guy, his name was, I think his name was Shane. And he goes, you know, and he talked like with a southern accent. He's from California. And he goes, now, I didn't know what to tell these guys about such a big fan. I saw Bob Odenkirk. I came up to him. And all I could say to him, to his face was, fuck you, Bob. Because that's all he said, and they walked away, and that was his encounter with the big fans of the, you know, the Mister Show with Bob and Dave, and all he could muster was "fuck you, Bob." It, it is a line for Mister Show, though. I think it was right, like yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. late second, did. early third season. He goes, "I couldn't help myself. <laughs> yeah. I had to do it." Yeah, but, um, I'm glad I watched this movie. Oh, sorry. I enjoyed a lot of it. I did enjoy the images, can the I, visuals. Can I say something real quick while we're on yes, Bob and Dave? Please. Um, I still, I still haven't seen the With Bob and Dave on Netflix. I'm curious about it. Mm, but I, right. even Dave Cross's story about meeting Bob Odenkirk is the same. Here's his story. I'll tell it real quick. He goes, my friend goes, my friend's like, hey, you want to come over? Let's play basketball with this guy. He lives right here, and he, we can play at his hoop. And he goes, okay. But we need a ball. Okay, we'll go over here and we'll, oh, we'll go to my friend, uh, my friend Bob's house. And he goes, the screen door was closed, and they're like, "Hey, Bob!" And they lean in, and they can see him, and he's facing away from them, eating cereal, watching TV. And he goes, "Yeah," doesn't look at him. He's like, "Hey, this is my friend Dave. Uh, do you mind if we borrow a basketball to go play?" And he's like, "No, I don't have one." Cool, man. All right, bye. And that's his story with meeting. <laughs> Bob, Bob Odenkirk, and and that's I was like, funny. that makes sense because they're both kind of standoffish and they're both like in their own space. So I can see meeting both of them being super awkward. Yeah, if you're not just, I don't know, you need to meet them well, as equals or or. But Odenkirk wrote for SNL for a long time. Yeah. He was in the '90s era, like he was in the prime. Era. Oh, this was before that. He this was you know 1990, yeah. you know somewhere in there. No, when, when they met. No, I, I meant when. The, sorry, the I 90s. meant when they met. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Back in the, like in the eighties, maybe. I don't know. But no, the wall. Anyway, sorry, the wall. I'm I'm, I'm glad I watched it. I did. But Alan Parker, which is funny, you haven't seen any other Alan Parker projects. I've you? seen. I was looking into his list of his discography, if you will, his filmography, and I was like, I like Alan Parker's style. Even though I don't like the movie, his last movie, which was the life in life of David Gale, right, David Gale, I still I like the way it's movie. shot, but it's not right. a good movie, and it's very predictable. Right, because I was that like, this is yeah, just primal fear. Right. <laughs> like, yes, but that's not the director's fault. And I was like, it's still a well-directed movie, and I've seen, oh god, let me pull him up, because the two things I've seen of his beyond that are. Uh, the Road to Wellview and right. Birdie, outside of those two things, other two things. Birdie, that mentioned. Yeah. Birdie the Nick Cage movie, is solid fucking directed movie. And I like, and I can see exactly how he went from Pink Floyd to, to Birdie. Because right. they're very similar the way they directed. Because there's scenes of, of um, God damn, what is, Matthew Modine in Birdie, where he's naked and hunched over and thinks he's a goddamn bird. It's a true story. And it looks exactly like Pink Floyd The Wall. The scenes with Bob Geldof, you know. Right, yeah. And goddamn, that's a good movie. And it's such a well-directed movie. And The Road to Wellview is not that great, but it is a well-made movie. Another movie that probably had studio interference, though. Yes. Because it felt like it was a bigger movie. And a movie about cornflakes. What a fucking weird... Well, it's, it's about the 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 good guy that did cornflakes who had his yeah. health his wealth his health institute. Uh, he was a madman for health, and he he actually this is all true story. So this actually did happen. Do you know I talk? You know I talked to you about that weekend I watched like 
It wasn't a weekend. It was like after school for like two, three days. I sat there and I watched like a bunch of movies. Shawshank for the first time. Memento. Donnie Darko. A bunch of movies I fucking love. Road to LV was one of them. Wow, that was in the stack. Because I I bought, I rented that, and I was like, because I've always been curious since it came out, and I was like, oh fuck it, get it. I love John Cusack, so that's why. So I I put it in. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Is John Cusack in that? He is. I thought it was Matthew Broderick. Oh God, maybe you're. Yeah, maybe I'm misremembering. (laughs) Yeah, you are. No, it is Matthew Broderick, definitely. Yeah, John Cusack is not in Road to Well. Okay, maybe it was a different. Oh no. Were you thinking of uh, maybe um, Gross Point Blank? No, no, I saw that before that. No, John Cusack is in is in uh, Road to Bellevue. Oh, don't fuck with me. Was he okay? <laughs> he plays uh, Charles. I used to remember Matthew Broderick. No, I, I rented just, it because oh, no, no, I have had those memory slips where you're thinking of it wrong. But yeah, John Cusack was the reason I rented that movie. Okay, that makes sense. Then. But it is a Matthew Broderick. Like I think he's the lead of that movie, right? Yeah, that's the problem, probably. Yeah, he's the lead. Uh, yeah. Anthony Hopkins, Bridget Fonda, Matthew Broderick. Speaking of Bridget Fonda again, yes, Dana Carvey, Michael Lerner, yeah, Laura Flynn Boyle. It's just one of those movies that had so many people. And who wrote it? Was who's the writer? Let me oh, shit, I just closed it. Um, that was written oh. by Alan Parker. I'm, oh. gu- I'm guessing T. Corgason Boyle wrote the book. Probably, yeah. But what a weird goddamn movie, and I don't want to do it on this show because I don't want to sit there oh. and watch it again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I saw it 23 years ago, and I'm I'm good. I'm wow. 25. Well, 27. I, I I might be I might be in the same place with this movie 23 years from now. I saw it once. I'm good. But I think um, what's funny though is um, <clears throat> my little state theater here, the local like arts theater. Guess what movie they show they showed this week. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Road to Wellview. Oh. Yeah, that would be even funnier. No, Pink Floyd's The Wall. They had it for one night only. I think it was like last yesterday or two days ago. I wasn't going to pay for it. I saw this on YouTube for free. Oh, really? It was on YouTube, yeah, for free. God damn, I wish I would have known that. So I watched it on YouTube, and it was perfect. It was great. And uh, I feel like we I watched we, it when I did because I had no internet for fucking 24 hours yesterday. Yeah, you told me that, and I was like, I hopefully we do a show today. I don't know. Yeah, no. Well, I did kind of broke down earlier tonight. Yeah, I saw I that. But luckily, I'm not time. dickless for the rest of the night. Yeah, um, dickless here. So, so again, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I don't. You're not a Pink Floyd no, fan. I, I'm not. This is my fourth favorite Pink Floyd album. Right. And to be completely honest with you, I like the album Pink Floyd: The Wall. I grew up with this. My my aunt had the double album mm, on yes. CD growing up. Yeah. And I I do like the album. But I didn't love it until I saw the movie. Mm. Because suddenly it was I don't for me it's every song is kind of just as dreary and just blends into the next dreary song and the next one is oh it's dreary. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's 26 songs like that. There's 13 songs on each album, and it's a double album. And wow. it just drifts, and there's there's a song called Vera Lynn, and they barely play it in the movie. And it's like, this has nothing to do with building a wall. I love the, the imagery and the the, uh, the analogy more than the actual music of right. building a wall around your life and holding the other people responsible at first, and then the later songs are him realizing it's my fault too. For continuing this and not really tearing down my well, wall, I, I thought they were saying this is about fascism. There is a part of that. That's a separate. There, there's two parts. Because there's a documentary on Amazon. Yes. About the wall, and I saw like a clip of it. I kind of want to watch it. It's like a 15 minute long documentary, and they said <laughs> two people are arguing. The guy was saying Roger saw it this way. I saw it this way. Nobody seems to see this movie or this album as one and the same. Everybody has a different opinion on it. So it's like, is it about fascism? Is it anti-fascist? And then he says, there's people who have adopted it to be fascist. Yes. So they're like, well. The Donald Trump supporter started wearing Build the Wall in the font. And it's like, Roger Waters same, wrote that the in the exact opposite yeah. meaning of what you're doing. Well, but and Build the Wall, I mean, it's a whole different. No, but they're, they're doing it in the Pink Floyd idea. font. Right, right. Build right, the well, Wall. Yeah, and it's like. It's, it's cool. I don't think you know what the wall. It's the same thing when I when I see people playing yeah. comfortably numb at a wedding. 
Right. And I'm like, you know that song's about completely detaching yourself emotionally from those around you? And you're playing that as your wedding dance? Isn't it about Roger Waters' life? It's, it's comfortably numb. Yeah, honestly, it's my hands sweat like two balloons. I'll say this about Roger Waters: call him an asshole, call him what you will. I agree with all of it. Unlike Chevy Chase, Roger Waters is very self-aware and admits that he's an asshole. And Alan Parker did not resign from filmmaking after he made a movie with Roger Waters. No, he did try to resign from the movie. But Roger Waters is like, you're contractually obligated to film to film the rest of this, and he's like, you're right, all right, fuck, all right, I'll yeah. Do it. Oh, so, but Roger Waters wanted to keep making it smaller and smaller, and and Alan Parker was like, no, it's a theatrical movie. Yeah, be so much so that in the final cut album, which is the year after this, uh, there's a there's a whole lyric about, um, there's a whole lyric about like selling to the wider audience hollywood hollywood comes at the end of the rainbow he's basically saying like alan parker it's basically about alan parker and how he wanted these big ideas for the mass audience i don't i don't know it's the guy's an asshole he doesn't even deny it i don't deny it i love that he's so introspective while still being an asshole because the whole album is like there's two parts you mentioned the fascism there's the part about the fascism because his dad died in World War II and so he had to grow up without him and that's all, the majority of the first half of the movie. Is... And it's World War One. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing that's like kind of funny is that I got the L, uh, uh, the aesthetic is World War One, but it's supposed to be World War II. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Which is, is fine. It... I, I, don't, I don't mind it's it, kinda, but it's kind of funny. But he's, he's going in there and he finds his daddy's stuff and he's dressing up like him. And there's a scene where there's a really heartbreaking scene where he's grabbing that guy's hand at the park because like, he doesn't have a dad. So he's like, mm. take me on the swing. And the guy's like, get the fuck away from me. Good thing he wasn't a pedophile. Yeah. And there, there's just so much of that stuff where I resonate with that because of me personally. Right. Yeah. I can't really yeah, deny that. Um, there's the parts with him, sorry, he gets older than the mom. He's trying to really, really connect with the mom. He kind of gets over into the mom because the dad's gone. I don't resonate with that exactly, but I understand why he would do that. (laughs) And that's all stuff that really happened to him. And it's just a whole generation of British people who grew up without dads because they all died in the war. Right, yeah. And he sings sense. about that and writes about that so much in his music. And uh, clearly it affected him. Uh, the the right. Final Cut album that I love so much is completely about that. Mm. It's a picture of a soldier, the, the front album, front cover, with a knife in his back. Mm. He's in his, he's just standing there. It's, it's fucking brutal. And he talks about how they basically got stabbed in the back after they got killed because, oh, they're just dead and move on. It's like, no, we got to right. remember yeah. their memory. Like, he, even my dad. Now, stiff upper lip. Yeah, kind of he says stiff upper lip so many times in that. Oh, stiff upper lip. And I like that. Because it was like the punk rock attitude while still not playing punk music. But it's, it's the, right. fuck you, so hard. How dare you diminish, like, what I went through as a kid because you right. want to yeah. stiff upper lip and move on. Like, no, that was my dad. Yeah. And now I have to, I don't know. That's why I say I get why he's an asshole. The man right. didn't know how to be as a kid, and I'm kind of the same way. Where I didn't know, nobody taught me how to act. I had to learn that on my own. So, I, and you're you're a better father than anybody would have thought you would have been. Yeah, definitely. How amazing is that? <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a compliment or not, but I'll take it as yes, one. it's a good call. Yeah, you're a good dad. You're a wonderful yeah. dad. Yeah, um, it's kind of amazing. That, I don't know. It's it's a it's a album and a movie that resonate with me, and I think Alan Parker did such a good goddamn job with it, even though he did he personally didn't resonate with Roger Waters at all. Right. Yeah. He didn't like Roger Waters. He couldn't stand him. <laughs> couldn't wait to be done. Yeah. And I'm like, and he still did such a good job, like just technique wise, making the movie that I'm so glad he stuck in there. You know what? You just sold me. I know what movie we're going to watch next week. Okay. Do you want to hold off until the end? Uh, I can, yeah. Can you? Let's save it. Let's save it. But it's it's tied to exactly what we just were were talking about right now. It's, um, 
I'm trying not to go to like too like specifics of like why I love it. It's just um, I don't know because I I didn't like I didn't love. Oh, get back to what I started this with. Never loved the wall. I liked the concept, um, but I never like the music itself. To me, is just kind of it's like acoustic guitar at its laziest for most of it. Right. Right. And it just kind of drifts into the next song. And why are there three versions of the worst song on the album? We don't need no. Okay. (laughs) I remember thinking this as a kid. I'm like, I like that there's three versions, but why? This is the worst song. And then Korn did a version. Korn, yeah. But in the movie, they turn it into... I mean that's what the the music was for, which which is basically the whole. Oh, so sorry, I'm so sorry, Dick. I want to start like five different threads right now. I'll finish what I was saying. I never loved the wall until I saw the movie, and then I was right. like, okay, now I'm seeing visuals for what he's going for, right. and I understand mm-hmm. him more. I understand the person more right. because the music itself I was like, that's eh, okay. I like the themes, but I'm not. Now that I see the themes, I realize what he was thinking in his head, putting it together. And I liked it more mm. with that being said, the, the themes is we have the, the whole mother thing. I, I would say there's, there's part a mother. And that starts because the dad dies. So dad dies. Mother starts building this wall because she's this precious boy and nobody can hurt him and nobody can love him as much as I do sort of thing. That becomes a running theme throughout it, which is, all these women coming up to me because I'm in a band now and I don't give a shit about them, which is the whole closing himself off, which is the continuing building of the wall. The mother started and that's the personal stuff with building the wall. And the wife can't break through. She tries until the very end where he learns he has to tear it down himself. That's kind of the the theme with that Mm -hmm. whole fascism stuff is because the dad died with Nazis and that's a whole separate thing, which is the Nazis in in the language of the film and the album are the Nazis become the music producers. They become the fans. Music producers and fans <clears throat> start to dictate, you have to do this because that's what we want. You aren't allowed to do this because we expect this of you. Yes. They hire literal Nazis, neo-Nazis to do that stuff. Yeah, I read that in the, yeah. in the trivia. How it was like they, they had a real fascist group there, and they didn't realize. Alan that Parker going. was not a fan of that. Um, no, I wouldn't be there. I'd be and I'm sure. I'd I'm be sure like, Roger uh, Waters had to leave because Roger Waters definitely wasn't a fan of that because he wrote the opposite. And they're like singing Pink Floyd lyrics, yeah. and he's like, "No, fuck you guys, so hard." But then they, but then they uh, took his the hammers and they made the hammers a fascist symbol for some group. In yeah, Britain. I saw that. Which, yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh, the, the thing that they designed for the movie and they took it and corrupted it in their yeah. own fascist way. Because like, the, hammer, the hammer is a sim- you know, obviously it's a play on the, the Nazi thing. But it's just hammering in, this is who you have to be, fascism. This is, who you, this is what you need to do, fascism. Record label, your fans, actual Nazis. He's tying them all together right. into the same thread, which is why he loses his mind. My favorite scenes are when Bob Geldof is just th- fucking punching a TV, cr- freaking yeah. out. He's great. He tears up that hotel room. But when he's just sitting there, during the beginning of Comfortably Numb, he's sitting there in a hotel room. And they break yeah, in, he's t- and he's yeah, he's clearly like supposed to be on heroin. And, uh, it's like overdosing or whatever. Yeah. And his music producer, all he does is go, oh, fuck. Clean him up. Get him out there. And, and all they do is... Producer- his music producer is Bob Hoskins. <laughs> All he does is clean him up, and they throw him in a limo. And then he turns, yeah. it, and then it goes back into the conformity thing with the kids, which is that we don't need no education when they're hammering in that into them. Right. Because yeah. you see in the animation, it starts with the mom, and then it goes yes. to the kid, or to the teacher, and then it goes to the kid, and they're all beating each other. So that's yeah. kind of the thread. And it's, now he, turn, he, he has the mask on, which he did when he was a kid. It's just... Basically, the pressure of do you do this because this is what we expect of you, and he's turning it and right. he's freaking out in the limo, and he, he eventually becomes becomes a fascist. So he's completely on board with this is what you want, I guess. Right. And he shows up at the end. He does this whole that man's a Jew. Get him out of here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a queer. Line up against the wall. And I think 
people listening to that in the time were like, holy, what is this? But I'm like, I appreciate that because it's the extreme. He goes to the full fucking extremes. Like, that man's a that man's black. Get him out of here. Shoot him. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. I love that he just went there and... I don't want to keep going because I feel like I've been talking for 20 minutes straight. No, that's fine. I like the part where he <laughs> was shaving the hair off and he turned himself into... Uh, Amanda Bynes? Uh, he turned into the Robert Blake from Lost Highway. Yes. Bob Geldof turned into Robert Blake from Lost Highway. And me back my phone. Yeah, me back my phone. <laughs> I like fucking phone better. Yeah, it just it flows better, right? Hand me back my fucking phone. Even though we have proof he doesn't say fucking, it still sounds like he, he doesn't. should. I know, yeah. It's still like it better. We, it's funny that we both... It was like the uh, the Nelson Mandela effect. We, yes, bo- we both true. remember fucking and... Nope. Yeah. But I think it's because my my other friend, because that's what I watched it with the first time, we both said fucking phone too. So we both said that. So we, we both forget. That Are you saying you watched it with someone before me? I did. Somebody before You lied to you. me. You, you, lied <laughs> you said me. it was your first time. Sorry. Lost Highway, Bill Pullman. Um, and I remember Pressure Pressure Shark gets head through a glass coffee table. The the same party, I think. Um, yeah, something like that. I can't. I, like I said, I need to rewatch Lost Highway. Me while. too. We but, should. Uh, we should definitely that cover that eventually. I think we should watch another Alan Parker movie <laughs> to do the compare and contrast. Because you want to do Angel Heart. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Because you've never, you've never when, seen it. When you said you wanted to do another movie, and I'm sitting there staring at Alan Parker's movies, I'm like. Well, it's on the list, and yeah, he wants to do that, so yeah. Yeah, well, well she, you've never seen it. I've never seen it. And I think, yeah, it'd be interesting to see your, yeah, because it's a good movie. It's good. Mickey Rourke's I, good. The hero's good. Do you remember that guy I moved in with to L.A., when I moved to L.A.? Right. That Michael. Guy, when you had all your, not Michael Good. No. <laughs> the other Michael. Michael something. But he was like <clears throat> 10 years older than us. Yes. But I lived with him, I lived with him in Miami. And then I moved back to Michigan, and I was like, "Fuck, fuck Miami." And then uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm moving to LA," because I said I was going. I told him I was going to school out there, and he's like, "I'm going to LA." And I'm like, "Cool, man. I'm going in November or October. Do you want me to like you have a place?" And he's like, "Yeah." So I moved in with him. But I remember in his <coughs> closet in in Miami, I went through his closet, and it was like he had all the stacks of uh, the Beach Boys. Oh wow! And he's like, "That's my favorite band." And I was like. Like, good vibration. That's all I knew. Like, Surfing USA. And I was like, whatever, man. You're lame. Set it to the side. And then I pull out, like, Diner. Oh, did, uh, and VHS. Just, and he goes, VHS. my favorite movie, Diner. And I was like, yeah. okay, man. I've never seen that. And then yeah. the next one I pull out was Angel Heart. And I was like, oh, oh De Niro. Okay. Never heard of this. <laughs> and then I put it down. And then since then, I've seen Diner. Loved it. I've listened to the Beach Boys, and goddamn, I love the Beach Boys. So, so, Angel Heart is the is the third. There you go. Third yeah, leg shit. of this trifecta here. Wow. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, goddamn, he was Michael right. Saga. The man had good man. taste. Because <laughs> I love the goddamn Beach he Boys knew what now. He was doing. Yeah, well, I, I, some people consider what's his name to be like a modern day Beethoven. Uh, Brian Wilson. A, Brian Wilson. Because he was, you know, a um, young, young prodigy, and then he just had all these albums. He's written, he's written tons of songs, and all of them are very good, and they're all different. Well, I told you, they're one, all surfer shit. No, not all. Uh, I told yeah. you one of my favorite movies was the, um, the Brian, yeah, John Cusack one, the John Cusack, uh, yeah. uh, Paul Dano movie. Because I yeah. was watching that, and I was like, and I was like, I didn't realize Brian. Not that I'm comparing myself. But I was like, I ha- kind of had the same things Brian Wilson does, where he in a crowd, he gets he hears one thing and mm. that's it, he shuts uh. down. I'm like, I when we're out to dinner and I'm like, I hear music, you can sit there and talk to me, and I will not hear you. Mm. And I get so fucking overwhelmed in places, certain places, like it's very specific. And I'm like, so I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, oh my god, this is me, <laughs> like. And I was like, I had no idea this is what he was going through. I'm like, this is not normal. This is not how most people are. So I'm sitting in the theater. Yeah. And I'm like, 
And Paul Dano is the young version of uh, John Cusack. And because they're both Brian Wilson and goddamn, I, I love. Oh, that I thought I thought John Cusack was the dad. No, they they play. Uh, who's who's the dad? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Who plays the it's dad? Not, it's not John Carroll Lynch. Or, it probably is. No, uh, was... what's his name? Paul Giamatti plays the record producer. No, does he? Because he did that like four times that year. He does that a lot. He plays a producer. In, <laughs> in that in that year, he played like he played that character like three times. Because he was That's also hilarious. straight out of Compton. <laughs> like, oh wow! Okay. Uh, Paul Giamatti. I can't remember the name. Why am I blinking on the name of the movie? Love. Oh, I, um, Tender Mercies. No. No, you're close though. Mercy. Uh, it has the word mercy in it. Love and mercy. Love and mercy. Yeah. Um, I have a thing for my wall. Actually, did you see in the background of that clip I played earlier from the in our last show? It w- there was a thing in the background for love and mercy because I grabbed a thing in, from the theater oh. when I watched oh, it. Oh yeah, okay, interesting. Who plays did the dad? The move or is that, is that gone as well with the ad at? No, I have that. I have that. Oh, still. Okay, that's still around. They didn't steal that. Because nobody cares about. No, you should. I don't want to oversell Love and Mercy. That's definitely a movie I love more than most people. But you should definitely watch it because it's a good movie. It no, has, yeah, it, it used to be on HDNet like every day. It has a seven point four. Like I'm not right exaggerating. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think I seen pieces of it. It looked good. Who plays I like, the I dad? Love Paul though. Dano. So yeah. Paul Dano and John Cusack. Yeah, John Cusack. I like. Paul Dano says Brian past. John Cusack says Brian future. <laughs> like, Interesting, yeah. I don't remember who plays the dad, honestly. Bill Camp? Mm. Okay. It doesn't really come into play. Yeah. Bill Bill Camp shows as a as a Wilson, so I'm assuming it's him because he's 30 right. years older than everyone else. But Yeah, maybe. Oh, I, I thought it was John Cusick was the dad. Okay. Well, well we did our episode on uh, movies about musicians. I think I mentioned that movie and Pink Floyd the Wall. Um. You said you don't need to watch this one again. Is that probably not? Is that because it's you got it, or it's because it's too depressing to watch again? Because it is depressing. Um, no, I, I, I think it's just like you. Know, what would be the reason to watch it again? I don't. I didn't have a connection to it, or the you know the music's fine. Yeah. But it's just like, eh, I saw it. I can go on now. I don't have to see it again. Like if I saw chunks of it, maybe pieces at a time would be fine. But I'm not gonna like physically sit down and re-watch it one day and be like, yeah, I want the wall. Let me put it on. Let me put the wall on. I can see that. Alan Parker, take me away. Yeah. It's like, no. It's, it's like chewing into a, it's a big meal that if you're not relating to it personally, it's not worth it. Right. It's like, this is a lot of meatloaf, but I don't want meatloaf right now. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, right. I really need to be in the meatloaf right now to eat this. And, and two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, no, this isn't a meatloaf. Oh, oh, oh wait. not 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 that guy. No, I wish he was in it. What's his real name? His name was Bob Paulson. <laughs> Outside of Robert Rob- Paulson, what was his goddamn Robert name? Paul- <coughs> oh God, I can't remember. Because that man is dead. He's dead. And I forget him. that. Fucking meatloaf's dead. Yeah. He's you know, dead. this week I've. I've seen like six people where half of, okay, half of them, I go, he's dead. Oh, wait, he's not. And the other yeah. half, I go, I wonder what he's up to. Oh, he died five years ago. He's dead. There's like I six said, people I did that with this week. I did that to Elliot Gould. I was like, Elliot Gould's going to be dead. No, he's still alive. He's still kicking. Elliot Gould's alive, huh? Elliot Gould's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> My wife put on, uh, she was watching some, like, uh, Chopped, the cooking show. Yes. And it was like celebrity, and it was um, Michael Pierleone versus Sinbad. Oh. There were separate episodes, but it was the same competition. And I go, wow. oh, yeah, I, can't, I remember when Sinbad died. <laughs> oh, he's alive. He's just really sick. I think he had a really bad disease. You're thinking Bernie Mac, probably. No, Bernie Mac died a long time ago. 2007. Yeah, so a sad. long fucking time ago. Yeah, that's the... Like, um, no, but I really thought that Bernie, or you know, I think of Bernie Mac, but Bernie Mac. No, I really thought that Sinbad died like recently. Oh, Todd, America. I, I just had no explanation. But there's a, it happened like five more times in the last week, and I was like, oh, he's ah. still alive. <laughs> no, okay. he's fine. He's alive. Yeah. He's alive and well. He's fine. But, um, 
yeah, I thought Ilya Gould was dead. Um, yeah, there's always that. The, Alan uh, Alda Wilfred died, right? Brimley. Wilfred Brimley. Wilfred Brimley died. Was, he's dead. He finally died. He died, yeah. He died, like, recently, yeah. Alan <laughs> so Alda and saying. Wilfred Brimley died probably within six months of each other, right? Alan Alda died? Yeah, Alan Alda died. Is he dead? You're thinking Alan Arkin. Alan Alda's still alive. I'm pretty sure Alan Alda died. See, this is giving me the seventh Alan time. Alan alive. Yes. Okay, here we go. Alan Alda's still alive. Alan Alda's still alive. Yes. I know Alan Alkin died. Alan that was dead. recent. See, this I is the seventh time, because I could have sworn Alan Alda died as well. No, same name, same iteration. I'm dead. Alan no, Alkin, but again, he's in that age where, born in 36, I'm not going to ask right. you how he died. It's I'm just going to accept happened. accept the fact that he's dead. He was shot 17 times in drive-by. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. He was shot by a Korean uh, gangsters trying to save another Korean kid, a la Gran Torino. He was killed by... Help me, Dick. Oh, he's killed by the... the game, he's a queer. <laughs> Put him against the wall. Get him up against the wall. <clears throat> no, it's... What's his name? Um, I, I don't disagree with anything you said about watching the movie again. And and I told you that before we even watched it. Like, you're probably not going to love it as much as I do. And I, I get it. I appreciate it. Yes. I appreciate the I'm glad. That's all I wanted yeah. you to see was the, how you can make a move in an album into a movie and do it this well. Right. Okay. That's, that's, and if you appreciate that, that's really all you need out of it. Because it is I'm impressive I, what he yeah, did with it, right? I'm glad I watched it. I, yeah. I, again, some of these movies, it's like a chore. But it wasn't too, It wasn't quite a chore. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy watching it. There's a lot of good it's short. things in it. It's only an hour it's 35. Short. Yeah, only an hour. That was, that was a plus. That was definitely, I was scared. Thinking, oh, God, this is like a two No, I wouldn't. And it opus. is so much goddamn better than Tommy by The Who. Right. That movie. Yes. I, I love that album. But outside of that, fuck The Who. <laughs> like, ah! like, honestly, they have good s- hey, he was, singles. Adultery was great in sliders. <laughs> God, the man was obsessed with himself. Roger Daltrey. <laughs> Roger Daltrey. Oh, I have abs. Great. Look, can you look at my hair. get out of the camera? Because your face is fucked, man. I got Roger Plant hair. Look at me. What is wrong with your face? Still look at it. He has the most exaggerated features of all time. I'm hideous. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, he's like a super handsome man, but he, he was like Blue Lagoon stretched out the wrong way. Like the Asperger ratio is wrong. It's weird. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's he creepy. It's just like, uh, it looks just like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Blossom? The joke is ruined. <laughs> the joke is ruined. That's why his name, Random I Women. For, I forgot her name. I forgot the name of the girl that stars in Blue Lagoon. That's what happens when you get older. Oh. You're talking about Brooke Shields. Okay. Brooke Shields, that's right, yeah. That O was me stalling until I thought of the name Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields, you're right, yeah. <laughs> and you are right. I'm, And then the podcast is starting to make more sense. The older we get, the less I can think of names. Yep, it happens. We're leaning on but, each other as crutches more and more as we go, Dick. <laughs> she, she, the best role she ever had was Entourage. The show's terrible, but there's a great moment where uh, Johnny Drama had to do a TV movie with her. And uh, he was had a big crush on her, and she they hug each other, and she goes up to the director after they hug, and she goes, "He's hard," yeah. and I died laughing. That's funny. Well, the problem Entourage is, it, a, show, bad, a show a show did it much moments. better in in a years prior because oh. because um, David. Did it? Um, Larry David did it better, and was I think it was the first season of Curb, where he goes into he's like seeing a play at a, a elementary school, and he goes into the bathroom and he's peeing like he pees in the, right. in the girls' room, he's and got, he comes out he and the, he hugs that little girl, bottle. and he has the water bottle in his pocket, and she's yeah. like, ah! and that's so much better. He has, he has something <laughs> hard in his pants. Yeah. There's a water bottle. There's yeah. a water bottle. What are you doing? Oh my god, it's so uncomfortable, but. Fucking hilarious That's at the same shit. time. No, uh, yeah, uh, uh, he, well, his last season's on now. Uh, or yeah, they they uh, they started. I think they're like third of the way through shooting it. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah well, I can't I mean, believe it, HBO canceled it of all of all the things. Well, they got no money. They probably the thirteenth season probably would have been a triple pay to everybody. Fucking contract. Take another five years off, guys. We're not doing it now. Don't cancel it. Just say it's postponed. He'll probably do specials. He's got to be 72 now, right, Larry David? Oh, absolutely. At least, no, right? Yeah, at least, yeah. Jeff Garland's had four heart attacks and three divorces. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> Apparently, he's like a man's a fucking cockroach. He survived a sex scandal, too. Jeff Garland can't, yeah, can't die. So they're not going anywhere. Cheryl Hines apparently just will do anything Larry David asks her. She's like she she got a podcast with um, someone else. I think Lisa Kudrow. Oh really? Somebody. That's she a, has a podcast. Interesting combo. I can't remember. It might not be Lisa Kudrow, but it's somebody. I could see I them. I could see them talking though. Yeah. If, if that doesn't exist, I want to see it now though. Right. It probably doesn't. But I know she has a podcast. I think the two, does have a podcast. The two ladies from The Office have a podcast. They have a podcast. Jenna Fisher right. and Angela. Yeah. They have a podcast, yeah. and it's it's fun. It's a good it's a good show. I listen to something from time to time. Yeah. I don't listen to ours. I, I can't listen to ours. It's too it's too racy. I listen to ours all the time because I, um, I want the ratings to be high. I, I don't mind this the the one guy on our show, but I can't stand that that main dude. Yeah, yeah Frank. <laughs> Shut Oh, Dick, up, I should tell you that today I went on to LIWstudios.com and I did something I never thought I would do. What'd you do? I changed the name of our shows. Wow. We are no longer... We are Hollywood is Dead, because that's the new name for LAW. Right. Uh, just Lloyd in Wonderland and then became LA do a movie review. Now Hollywood is dead. That's our set name. That's not going anywhere. We're done. We're done changing names. No, but I changed the name of LAW Westworld Review, LAW Anthology, not Anthology yet, American Horror Story, uh, Walking Dead. I changed the name of Twilight Zone Review. I changed the name of what else did I change? Whatever. I changed the names, man, is the important part. Do you want to hear the new names? Sure. Oh, God. And these are names from the shows. I tried to come up with quotes from the shows themselves just because I was wow. like, fuck it, might as well. Wow. Um, watching Westworld again, which is how this started. And I wanted to do, there's a, there's a quote in that show uh, you've seen the first season. Um, my wife loved Season one, by the way. Yes. Very so good show. you'd be happy to hear that. And she also loves yeah. season two. And I'm like, yes, it's not as bad as people say, but it's not nearly as good as season one. But you can't right. expect it. Right. It has an be. ending. I'll give them that much. Yes. It has at least an ending. Yeah. Um, there's a show. There's already a show called Violent Beginnings. Or Violent. Oh, sorry. What's the quote? Violent. These violent delights have violent endings. Okay. Have violent ends. It's, it's yeah. what Dolores keeps saying throughout season one. There's already a show called Violent Delights, so I named my show Violent Ends, LAW Westworld Review. LAW Walking Dead Review is now called Just Look at the Flowers, LAW Walking Dead Review. Okay. Because that's what Carol tells a little girl before she blows her goddamn she brains out. Yes. American Horror Story Review. I debated calling it Don't Speak in Whispers, but instead I went with a quote that she says to Macaulay Culkin in season 10. So now it's called Your Poverty Offends Me, LIW American Horror Story Review. <laughs> Nobody will understand that. I know. No, I, I saw a thing on Reddit where they had a whole, like 55 people had a conversation about it. So I'm like, people understand this. So um, Reddit, what an awful thing. LAW John Carpenter Review is now called In the Ears of Madness. I'm sure. You get it? Works uh, for me. LAW John Frankenheimer Review is now called The Podman Cometh. Like the Iceman Cometh. Okay. Hey, yeah. It's all it's all The Podman Cometh LAW John Frankenheimer Review. So it's all... It's mostly there for my amusement. Yes, fantastic. But here's the big reveal. Uh, LIW The Twilight Zone Review is now called Ear of the Beholder. Oh, very good. Yes. yes. I thought so. It's a podcast. Yeah, it, you get it, it. Tribute to Adam. 
Tribute to Adam. That's mostly what I was going off. And also, <laughs> yeah. I like the uh, changing it to ear because it's a podcast. Wow. Yeah. Very funny. And this is just Hollywood. It's very is dead sweet. Because fuck Hollywood. This is a movie from 82. It's fuck Hollywood. Hollywood is dead. But this movie. Yeah. I think you got exactly what I wanted you to get out of it, at least, which is watch it once. Appreciate it. Either either you're not going to watch it again or you're going to watch it all the time. Either way, I, I'm happy with that because as long as you're not the only the only way you would disappoint me is if you're like, fuck this thing, man. Sucked. No, no, I, didn't <laughs> yes. I, I didn't do that. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I enjoyed what I saw. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it, but it's a movie that I'm just like, OK, I saw I'm glad I saw it once. But like, I just don't see myself ever like sitting down like, hey, hey, and and, and and Roy, come here. I want to show you the wall. Alan Parker's the wall. Come on, sit with me. We're going to watch RoboCop. No, it's too depressing to do that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, not, it's not a movie I'm going to share with people. I agree. Like, you know, I yeah, have I never shown it, anyone this once until now. Right. Which yeah. is why I was curious because I, I was last week we ended the show or yeah, last week. And I was like, what do I choose? And it wasn't even on the list. I don't think. Right. Yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think it was. Yeah. You know what? No, I, 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 I was listening to music and I was like, Fuck it, man! I'm just gonna choose this because it's, it's this movie's in my like top fifteen, I'd say, because I love this movie, right? But it's yeah. not it's not a story movie, so it's not one I'm gonna be like, how do you not like the? You know, I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you, but I get why you right. would watch it once. Yeah, it's just it's more of a how did this get made sort of thing. Like how how is this this well funded for what it is? Because this right. seems like it should be a cheap little thing. But instead, it's... Yes. They spent so much goddamn money on the visuals. Like, the kids watching with the clay masks into the machine, and it comes out with desks. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's There's expensive. A lot, a lot of neat... Yeah, yeah. And I love the scenes where he's... Because it covers kind of multiple meanings, where he's walking into the... He's walking through the trenches of World War Two, And he goes down, and it becomes like his uh, school... And then it also becomes like the the hallways of like behind a concert venue. So it really covers like all three right. sections of it at once. Uh, and I love that stuff. I just love the visuals yeah. of this movie. It's far beyond what it yeah. should be because it should just be a stupid, shitty movie. Right, exactly. But yeah, it, it's definitely not that. And that's for sure. It, it is enjoyable. I'm glad I watched it. I experienced it. Um, yeah, I think. Um, Honestly, yeah, I mean, I appreciate Alan Parker even more. Yeah. Now, because I've seen his other works, and to have him do this movie and see like Mississippi Burning and Angel Heart, and like, holy shit, this guy's done a bunch of different styles of movies. Yeah. And he does the same. He's very versatile. It seems like he does the same approach to everything, which is, I I know what I want to do here. Who knows what I can get away with. What they'll let me do creatively, right, yeah. and I'll do what I can. And right, because I, I did see Mississippi Burning, but the reason I, I say I didn't watch it is because I don't remember it at this point. Right. I saw it when it when it came out, and I remember nothing from it. Because that's the that's the racist blah 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 in Mississippi, right? Yeah, it's the I, the three civil wars or civil war civil rights kids get killed and. FBI agents have to come and figure out what's going on. See, I, I saw it when Great. it came out. Was Gene Hackman in that? Who's in that? Yeah, Gene Hackman. Okay. Defoe, yeah, I remember that. Uh, Brad Dourif. Oh, okay. Brad Maybe we Dourif should do that instead of Angel movie. Heart. We could. <laughs> I'm all for that. I love Mississippi Burning. I've seen it so many times. We could do Mississippi Burning versus Angel Heart. We could do But that. do we want to do three Alan Parker movies in a row? Probably not. Up to you. I, no, I, let's do Mississippi Burning. You know, you know, We'll do Mississippi Burning because I do want to watch that again. I, I it's wow. one of those movies I watch probably once a year. I really? Wow. Okay. It's just for some reason it's a movie that I love, and it taught me as a kid you know, about racism. And really, it's one of those movies that you're like, oh my god, racism is bad. Obviously. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's bad, and this is why because I saw this movie, and I, I remember years later. We'll talk about it with the movie. Well, I won't get into that now. We're no, no, you're that. fine. You're watching. We're only at 55 minutes, so 
No, but but it goes into the, the whole history of the movie when it was released and everything. It ties more into what okay. we watched the movie. Yeah, we'll save that. Then I'll then. talk about it. Okay. Yeah. But no, I, I love that movie. And I quote that. It's another movie that quote with, with the family. You, it's Mississippi I'm Bernie. so, every time you mention your, and this has been going on for 25 years now, or 20 years, yes, however long we've known yes. each other. Every time you mention your family and you quote movies, I'm like, I get a little jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> Because you told me when we first met, you're like, me and my family yeah. quote Big Lebowski. I'm like, yeah. how does your family know about that? <laughs> like, we watched I don't, it, I, I literally like shut down like a robot in Westworld. I'm like, yeah. how do they know about a movie? Oh, shit. Wait, wait, wait. Your family talks enough yeah. to have quotes? <laughs> oh, I, I do get super jealous when you say that, but I, I have that with my family now. I've, I've, yes, yes. I've purposely catered yeah. my family to have that yes. experience, and it is definitely due to you. You oh, have yes. you have shaped my relationship with my wife. I will say that. Very fantastic. Where I'm like, I want my family to have this quote from this movie, and we will do yes, that. Yes. I will I'd force say, it down their throats if I need to. <laughs> uh, well, one of the big ones is uh, this is a story about my daddy. That's one of them <laughs> from Mississippi. Okay. Learning. And the other one is uh, this here shit kicker. Shit kicker. That's another one. Listen to your shit kicker. That's when when uh, Gene Hackman grabs yeah. uh, Mickey. Uh, um, he grabs um, Mickey oh, Rourke. God, his name not Mickey Rourke. <laughs> when uh, you started to say that, Michael Rooker. Michael oh, Michael Rooker. Rooker. Oh, really? Okay. Michael Rooker's a fucking bigot in the half yeah. in this movie. He's fucking great. I've seen this. So I've good. seen Mississippi Burning a bunch, but I I don't remember enough to say I watched it. Right, yeah. Like, it's one of those where it just... Yeah. Willem Dafoe. I have it pulled up yeah. right now. Oh, it's a great movie. It's just Frances great... McDormand. Okay. Yeah, she's great. Well, she got, I think, Oscar nominated for that. Arlie Emery and Stephen Tobolowski. Yes, Stephen Tobolowski plays the Cyclops. The, cy- the Grand Cyclops what? of the KKK. Okay. Um, and then Kevin Dunn and Pruitt Taylor Vince. This movie's got everybody. Yeah, there's a lot Frankie of Faison, Donald Faison's yeah. dad. Yeah, he's good. He's wonderful in it. Is he really he his dad? I have no idea. <laughs> he plays a preacher. I don't think he is. No, no. he plays a preacher. <laughs> it's just it's a great movie, and like I said, I'll, I'll get into the more he's specifics not. about. Just fucking, you know, yeah, I don't think they're related. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm super Steve. curious about this now. Probes. Yeah, no, yeah, this is good. Missy Brain. Yeah, let's watch that. Yeah, that sounds good. Is this is right up our alley and. I hey, I, what has what has is five eyes but doesn't see? Mississippi. That's another. Movie. That's another <laughs> I don't movie. know what that means. That's, that's another. Oh, movie. I got it. Okay. I mean, that's five eyes but doesn't see. Mississippi. <laughs> Four eyes. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's why I was like, how does that have five never eyes? <laughs> never mind. It's for you, right? That's four eyes but don't see, and then uh. Uh, yeah, there's a few, there's a couple lines in there I'll bring up. I'll it literally explain. says, uh, Gene Hackman, Willem Dafoe, 1964, when America was at war with itself. Yeah. An Alan Parker film, Mississippi Burning, rated R. Orion, oh yeah. wow, Orion Films, which is finally having a comeback, by the way. Oh, all right, there you go. Orion Films is, they they were like in the heyday of the direct DVD or VHS. Orion. Yes, yes, they're they, one of them, yeah. And then they went away for 20 years. Now they're, in the last, like, six, seven years, I'd say, they're, they're really coming back. Hopefully they can, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious, you know what I would love? If Orion was as big a producer as, like, Warner Brothers, and they just had a giant studio lot, and you're like, right, what yeah. the fuck, Orion? <laughs> what if we yeah. took off we three bought- to 30 years and you came back with this? We bought Paramount. We're moving yeah. into their studios now. I so love that. Because Orion's always made made interesting movies, at least. That's funny. Um, I'm glad you liked... Well, end on this. I'm glad you liked Pink Floyd the Wall. I understand yeah. why you didn't relate to it and don't want to watch it more. Obviously, I, I don't feel the same. But it is a movie I only want to watch like every five years at most, I would right, say. yeah, yeah. It, 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 it yeah. is depressing. I agree with Roger Waters. It's too depressing. Yeah. But that's kind of what I love about it is it's it's a man who has to live with his outside of his control and within his control. And he has to live with those mistakes. And 
I no. wish they had more sympathy for him, and, it, and that's what Roger said. Mm. And I agree with him because it is just you watch him and he's that way and he's a dick and then he just leaves. And it's kind of like maybe that's what Alan Parker thought about Roger Waters. Right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he didn't sympathize with him. Yeah. Um, it, there's a bit of disconnect between childhood and, and grown adults. Pink, if you ask me. Right. Even though I know what you're supposed to be feeling, I still don't feel that way about it. But it, I still love the movie. Uh, keep playing comfortably numb at your wedding because it's very uncomfortable. Because that movie, yes. that song is not what you think it is. It's not a romantic song at all. Even though it's like, it's, if you notice on Pink Floyd albums, um, any rock song they have that you're going to remember is not sung by Roger Waters. Oh. It's yeah. sung by, um, not Nick Mason, not Roger. Yeah, yeah, uh, Richard Wright. I'm so, no, it's a uh, god damn it. Why am I blanking on the fucking names right now? Point is, he doesn't sing those songs. So like, it'll be even his uh, the final cut album I'm talking about that I love so much. It's my favorite album. It goes to a rock song, and suddenly it cuts to not Roger Waters singing, because <laughs> Roger Waters is not the best vocalist. Hmm. He has a very specific voice for certain songs, and outside of that, man sucks. He does. Right. He just he doesn't have a great voice. He's a bassist, and it, it goes to uh, Richard Wright. Richard Wright. Why am I blanking on your heroes' names? No, it's uh, on an island. David Gilmore. God damn, I could not think of his name for some fucking reason. David Gilmore is like the. Roger Waters, David Gilmore sort of thing. David Gilmore writes all the big fucking rock songs that you remember Pink Floyd for. Right. And then Roger Waters goes, you're not important. But he right. is. Okay. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's where I completely agree with David Gilmore. <laughs> like, anytime he needs someone to sing a fucking rock song that's going to make money, he calls in David Gilmore. Every single time. So, clearly, wow. Roger, you know that you can't sing and play guitar as well as him. So, right. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, 50 years of history going on with these two guys, but let's get out of here, Dick, right? I'm so sorry. Um, All right. Mississippi Burning, or you want to do Angel Heart, or Versus? Final decision. Let's just do Mississippi Burning. Really? Okay. Okay, let's do Versus. We'll do a verse. We'll do Versus. Let's watch both of them. Fuck it, man. That sounds good. I'm available for either. Yeah, let's do that. So let's next see. episode, 150, what are we at? 154, 153. Oh. Mississippi Burning versus Angel Heart. Probably swapped because I go off what year it came first. That's Angel uh-huh. Heart versus Mississippi Burning. Yes, fantastic. Well, it has four eyes and can't, oh, whatever. <laughs> Mississippi. Oh, Pink Floyd the Wall. <laughs> I, get, I give a 10. What do you give it? I give it. Uh, I would give it a, a good eight. That's about what I expected. I give it, it an eight. Yeah, for for what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it does what it accomplished, what it set out to do, and it accomplishes it. And it was visually interesting, and it's a, it, it's experimental, and it achieves what it wants to achieve. I think it's you know it is a music video movie. You know. Yeah, it's That's what it is. You know, you would can't you say? say you know, would you agree with me? I'll say that. I'll say it that way. It sounds like you watched it, act, like actually sat down and watched it instead of just skimming through it, which is good. Which is what I was kind of hoping you would actually watch it instead of yeah. just yeah, blah, 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 yeah. I was uh, doing my taxes. When no, I was it's, it. it sounds like you actually yeah. watched it. Uh, would you say it. it is the best music video of all time, music movie? Um, probably it's up there. Yeah, I I, I haven't seen enough to be able to make the yeah. decision. Well, like you see, have you seen the the Who Tommy? I've seen chunks of it, and it's weird. Yeah. And I was like, hair. I don't want to watch hair. Hair sucks. I get careless about hair. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. I really Blues Brothers is up there. That's a good one. That's I like one I like this more than Blues Brothers. Um. Well, I can understand that. Blues Brothers has a lot of flaws, but I love. I think Blues Brothers is more, it's more fun. I mean, Blues Brothers is a fun When movie. it's That's what it is. The Blues Brothers love the Blues Brothers. Yeah. And then right. <laughs> you see 55 bands in a row, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about Aretha Franklin. Yeah, don't yeah. care. That's, yeah, that's the problem with the Blues Brothers. 
I love that, Labusa. I love that that uh, everybody they do a different music number with a different band. I just don't like the Aretha you know, Franklin Ray one. Charles. It goes on way too long. Well, that's because you just don't like women. I don't like I don't like black people, and I don't like women. exactly. Yeah, that's and I don't I mean. like church. So that scene is <laughs> unfortunately Reverend Cleophus. <laughs> yes. Oh well. No, I love Blue. Oh, oh uh, I got to turn on my front porch light. Until next time. In the meantime, we're finished with us. My DoorDash guy. So long, citizens. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck you, everybody. Good night. I should have done it. Let's, let's, uh, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, and then we're out of here. Ah. Fuck you, everybody. Good Bye-bye. This is why we came in.